welcome to this week's episode of the Sunny 16 podcast, episode 105. We're really going now, guys. Um, it is an absolute delight to have back with me today the lovely Rachel from her travels abroad. Rach, how are you doing? Hey, I'm back. I'm back. Um, I had a fantastic time uh, working um, over in Estonia and also in uh, Croatia. Um, it's my, my brain's still a little bit all over the place. I haven't really landed. There's been, you know, 16 different flights and um, uh, various hours on buses and transport issues. And um, the bugs don't like me very much, unfortunately. <laughs> the insects definitely, definitely didn't give me a wel- warm welcome. But the people did. And that was that was the main thing. They were they were fantastic so uh yeah so it's been it's been an interesting couple of weeks and i've discussed the rhubarb triangle in yorkshire a, a couple more times than i was expecting to but <laughs> um that was something that was most unexpected i think for for most of the people who i was talking to um because we were talking uh, i was talking to one particular lady and she was uh, she was saying how she makes um rhubarb juice uh, and sells that along with um she has goats and and has uh, the goat's cheese and things uh which i was like oh great because i'm a vegetarian so i really really enjoy um my goat's cheese um and uh when she brought up the the thing about rhubarb i thought i said oh i wonder if you'll have heard of this there's a place in yorkshire called the rhubarb triangle um to which there were blank faces so uh, i had to google that and show them how they force rhubarb to um to grow by um by candlelight and that you can hear it creaking because it's growing so fast which is pretty cool so there you go who would have thought rhubarb um connected us <laughs> <laughs> there you go there's your first google mission for this morning listeners uh, go and google the rhubarb triangle and prepare to have your minds blown um <laughs> We've got no aid with us this week because we are doing one of our rare morning recordings. So if we sound uh, weird, it's because none of us are good at doing mornings. Um, And also, we're a bit time-pressed this morning because Rachel's got important musical stuff to do. But we have got a super awesome guest with us today, joining us all the way from... That uh, is flattering. Well, you know, (laughs) flattering and accurate. uh, I need a t-shirt, super awesome. Yeah. Make that <laughs> hey, listen, we all need T-shirts saying super awesome. It would make us feel better about life. Joining us all the way from, am I right, saying Barcelona? Barcelona, I see. Uh, is Adam Scott from Double Films. Adam, welcome to the podcast. Thank you very much, guys. I haven't had quite as an exciting morning, well, a few days as Rachel. I've just come back from the post office. <laughs> um, <laughs> and yeah, having my coffee after the school run. Very good. Are you are you the same time as us? Um, it's about quarter to ten in the morning here. No, I'm an hour ahead. But okay, it's, it's it's totally manageable. Okay, <laughs> it's, it's I've been in conversations recently, which I need to follow up on with a gentleman uh, in Australia, and trying to figure out how we're going to make that work because there's somebody who I really <laughs> want to get on the show. It's like, oh, there's a bit of a gap there. That uh, one hour is more than manageable. So, Adam. Yeah. It is an absolute delight to have you on the show. This is something we've been trying to get organised for the last two or three months, it feels like, at this point. But um, you've been very busy because you've had new films going out. Uh, We've been disorganised because that's what we do here. Um, But finally, we're here. So, double films. I think more people are familiar with them now than were certainly a year ago. But can you... uh, First of all, can you tell us a bit about yourself and how you even came to be involved in the film industry yeah. well it's uh i'll try and keep it too um i'll try and like sort of keep it oh yeah in, t- in 10 uh, words or it's less a really long story of course <laughs> and effect. but when i was six years when i was six years old no um i well i mean obviously i've been into photography my whole life and 
my dad used to be a photographer there was cameras around and it was kind of it just ended up that um I went down that road um and although I never really studied sort of photography or anything like that I think after my first job at uni I started sort of getting more and more into it and tried to sort of make um name for myself as a sort of commercial editorial photographer which started happening but then uh, one of my clients was actually Lomography. I used to help them with um, some book projects they were doing. So I did this book on the Holger. Uh, I'm not sure if you've heard of it. It's called The World Through a Plastic Lens, mm-hmm. um, which was which they ended up putting in their packaging uh, with the Holger back in the day, as well as selling separately. And that kind of spiraled on to um, more work with them. And eventually, I think it was like 2000 and... Was it 2009 or 2010? Uh, they asked me to set up their UK subsidiary because obviously the UK was a massive community for them. Um, which at the time was like, no, I'm like a photographer. I'm not going to open a shop <laughs> in like London and become into this road. But they convinced me because they're they're very good at that. And um, we opened uh, the sh- the Lomography store just off Car- well parallel to Carnaby Street. Um, uh, which was like a you know huge success, and that kind of I ended up working for them full time, um, and obviously that's you know the big analog community, and it was really good fun. But while you know by around sort of 2012, we decided that we were going to move to Barcelona, um, and you know it was obviously like my days at Lomo were going to come to an end. Um, and I'd already been playing a little bit in the background. I was getting really into, I know it's a bit of a sin. I don't want to like, you know, on an analog podcast, go there. <gasps> but, um, I got really into like smartphones and smartphone photography and how easy it was <laughs> to just do things. Um, and one of the kind of uh, niches that I really loved from analog photography was film swapping. Um, and it was always kind of like, you know, I just love the whole uh, serendipity of it and just sending, you know, roles to people and not knowing what you get back. And there was always this kind of some magic used to happen. It might just be one frame on the whole roll, but it was always like, wow, this is amazing, you know. And I just kind of I was just walking home from work, you know, from Soho, just walking to Kilburn and just thought well, it'd be really cool to bring this to the smartphone generation. You know, this this kind of magic of film swapping. And from that, uh, Double was born, which is D-U-B-B-L-E, which is a mobile app, uh, which we launched sort of late 2013. And uh, we launched a kind of beta of of this app, me and uh, some friends. And yeah, that kind of became my focus. So when I moved to Barcelona, I started sort of, I got into the mobile app game. So we, we launched this app, we launched another double exposure app and a print application um are you guys still there i just have i have i waffled away <laughs> no no we're, we're, we're listening <laughs> with you know great intent so uh, yeah you just have us held enthralled adam don't okay, you worry cool. no, I wasn't sure to, yeah with the sound <laughs> um, we hung up so, on you when we heard the word mobile phone app <laughs> yeah we're like okay prank caller prank caller don't want to know anything about this um I mean, I was still shooting uh, analog in the background. It's okay. So. It's okay. You don't have to display. I can, I can sense the fear now. You were like, oh, God, I've said the wrong thing. <laughs> yeah. No, and uh, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, it's, and that was that kind of became my mission, um, really, to kind of, you know, I mean, the, the mobile tech game is obviously 
super hard and super competitive and there's you know you need to really kind of be in that sort of circle of startup and funding and VCs and blah 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 and uh, the app did well I mean it's it's we it was our MVP so it was our minimal viable product and we we were, we've been featured, you know, in all the best blogs. We've, you know, we've won kind of awards and stuff, but it never obviously became Instagram, which is like the only way you can be defined as successful, I think, now <laughs> with a mobile app is if you have 40 gazillion users. But, you know, we had, we have users in like 190 countries and they're doubling and they're making like awesome stuff. So if you check like double, you know, if you check the app, it's on iOS only, but you'll see like people are really making some cool stuff. And anyway, back in March, so we took the, so anyway, the, the app had problems and we took it off the app store for nearly a year. And we were working in the background on basically V2, which was going to become our proper launch product. Um, and March last year, we finally launched Double V2. And as part of that, what we knew by then is that our best users really were like people from the analog community. So it was like, you know, the people who really kind of got it you know what I mean I mean we, we obviously had a wave of new people that came in who knew nothing about analog photography but there was part of my kind of marketing goal was to sort of reach out a bit to like analog communities and so on and one of my contacts was a guy called Uwe and he used to when I was at Lomo he used to head up the film department so he's mm. really the the brains behind probably all the best film products that came out from Lomography you know, while I was there and and probably some that are still kind of scattering out now. Um, he's really well connected, uh, engineer really, like he just knows everything about film, uh, knows a lot of manufacturers and producers and so on. And he lives, he's a German guy, but he lives like half an hour outside of Vienna. And he'd recent, well, actually he launched, I guess, Kona, I'm not sure off the top of my head, I think maybe 2012, maybe 2011, mm -hmm. I'm not sure. Um, so we had quite a cool community. So I reached out, I'm like, hey, Uwe, how about we set up a Kono profile on double with really cool analog shots and, you know, Kono people can double with each other and so on. And he's like, no, I've got a better idea. How about we make double film? <laughs> it's like totally Actual not film. expecting yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. Um, so he, he was working on a machine, which uh, is called the reanimator, which basically um, is a kind of way of uh, digitizing in a way onto uh, images and it's he's you know he's a super top secret guy and I understand because he's doing some pretty hardcore tech and he's like building the machines him and his brother together and you know it's obviously doesn't want to get copied or anything and he's kind of we started testing some ideas and one of the things that I was always obsessed by is light leaks um, it was kind of what got me into the whole back in the day which ultimately what led me to sort of where I am now, I just always love light leaks. And I used to maybe I had a Dyna Mini, which I drilled holes in. I had <laughs> used to open the back of the Holger to try and get more when the Holger, when the Holgers got better and there was no more light leaks. I, you know, pinched the film and so on. Uh, and if a camera, a compact 35 mil was like leaking a little bit, I just loved it. You know, it's my favorite one. So I said, hey, let's, can we do light? He was like, you know, we can do anything. We can print anything and people can basically have double film where it's like you're you're kind of doubling with uh, uh whatever's on the film so we started testing light leaks and that came out it was just 
gorgeous. Um, and while we were doing that, we were testing sort of some other tints and so on. And uh, one of them was this kind of like blue tint, which mm -hmm. uh, ended up becoming the, the Moonstruck. It was a gradient and it wasn't kind of working. We ended up going full frame and we like, you know, you get some great stuff back. So we decided to do this as, uh, as a kind of collaboration, but like it was going to be just a sort of, hey, let's just launch two films as a limited edition um, run. And just, let's just see how it goes. And mm -hmm. I was kind of thinking about it as a way of really reaching out to more analog people for my app and mm -hmm. trying to then hopefully start a whole kind of, you know, one thing feeds off another and so on. And so we launched Double Film, I think it was very late October, which actually kind of coincided with a double anniversary of, I think, four years. Um, and it had absolutely no effect on my app whatsoever. <laughs> but <laughs> everyone was like, no one sort of really gave a shit. But the, the, you know, it got, I mean, people loved it. And we, you know, we, a couple of shops we reached out to, like the photographer's gallery and stuff, took it and all they already had maybe some contacts. And I don't know, people, people, I mean, we got slated a lot in the press. I mean, that was like, no, we didn't get, sorry, we didn't get slated in the press. We got good press. We got slated in the comments on like groups and stuff like this. Uh, but I was totally used to that from my from my years at Lomo. I think every every <laughs> yeah. product we released, we just got a it slid off your back. Abuse. Yes, yeah. Like, well, so I, I was enjoying it, and then people were starting to feel really sorry for me. <laughs> <laughs> so my friends on Facebook, who obviously know, like they don't really, they're just like Adam, dude, people are horrible. I'm like, yeah, yeah, it's fine. Um, <laughs> so I don't know, maybe some of the guys would share it in the film photography group on Facebook, and people were like, oh well, I might. If I want light leaks, I'll just open my Hasselblad. And you're like, yeah, well done. You've got a Hasselblad. I'm proud of you. <laughs> or, you know, I'm sorry, I'll stick to my portrait. It's like, okay, fine. Like, portrait's great film. Of course you will. Um, but at the same time, like, kind of younger people were liking it. And I actually got one awesome email from, um, I guess he was like 19, 20-year-old dude. And he was just, uh, he actually wrote to be like, I saw all that abuse that you got. And all it made me want to do is buy the film and I love it, you know? And I was like, <laughs> okay, that's cool. So that's worked out pretty well. Um, but we couldn't, I, I have to say, like, I, I felt like a little bit, I couldn't shed this. Like we weren't aiming to become the new portrait or any shit like that. Obviously, yeah. why, like, why would we? And we're using stock film. We're not making the film with, we're, we're adding effects and, and, you know, tinting it and so on. So it was kind of, yeah, I mean, it was kind of stupid comments, really, but I guess you guys know all about that. And then um, <laughs> we, we mostly make them here, Adam. I don't know whether you're familiar. Uh, right? Are you that? Are you those guys? Oh well, I mean, I'm well, definitely that guy. <laughs> I was going to say, hang on a minute, don't don't tar me with this brush, thank you. I I started the hashtag shoot film be nice, so you know, oh, yeah, I'm the opposite. Cool. Of that. <laughs> well, why was that tag not trending when I launched my film? <laughs> because, because we hadn't met at that point, Adam. That's why. Because uh, I know why. Because double film sucks was probably trending <laughs> above anything else. That, that um, was, I think that was definitely the tag that we were trying to promote at the time was double film is that right <laughs> no not at all sorry carry on adam no no so uh, i mean the, the light leaks thing i get it's like it's a love or hate thing but you know we have like they, i don't know if you guys have checked what's been shared on instagram but like people are, are loving it and making some really cool stuff so you know it's not for everyone but we have like other options and there's obviously you know we're just 
we're not we're just trying to provide something uh, a little bit different and i sort of i kind of generally believe like when you shoot film you do expect to get a little bit of i don't know something different and of course yeah, the portrait gives you a little bit of the perfection and lovely tones mm-hmm. um and you know but generally like i i prefer just getting something back that surprises me like i always have um which is why you know i mean i i used to shoot professionally and i've shot on you know all formats and and so on and actually when it started going digital i got i kind of got bored of being a professional photographer and that's Mm. when lamography happened at the same time so it was cool Mm. um but you know for me it's it's i don't know each to their own and so on yeah Um, you started with the with those two uh differently tinted didn't you the sunstroke and moonstroke yeah yeah. and but you've you've recently also released some new um versions haven't you yeah, so that was actually so when so when we did the launch, it was it was quite clear that it was popular, and then people were reaching out from stores if they could carry it and so on. And we I, I set up just a very basic doublefilm.com shop, uh, you know, on uh, Big Cartel, which is really nice and simple. And you know, orders were coming in, and it was kind of like, well, actually, this is sort of working out pretty good. And so me and Ulva decided, um, you know, let's just keep the run going. I mean, we we never really said. We said between us that we'll do like four or five hundred films, but when they when they finished, we were like, let's just keep going. Um, and we started kind of working on some more tints, which I was testing. And then I think it was late March uh, this year, we we released two two new tints, color full frame color tints. So it's um, so it was the monsoon and the bubble gum. I think the um, monsoon is one of my favorite tints. I, I love yeah, that. It's, it's so beautiful. <clears throat> yeah, no, it's, it's, it's quite popular. What, what's interesting, which I'll explain a bit later, is kind of like the reaction of the tints to how people shoot them and so on. Mm. So so we launched that. And then a week after launch, uh, I had me and my partner, we had like a, a, a holiday booked for Thailand, just me and her without the kids. And it was like it'd been booked for ages. So we just kind of launched the film. And then I went went away for two weeks sort of like obviously with like crap internet and so on so I kind of left all of it was having to I was like forwarding all kind of orders to him and he had to like deal with all that but um that that launch really um it kind of like uh, spiked everything a lot and it wasn't just like two new tins blah 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 but actually when when it went out in the press like I actually I hadn't even checked but I like I mean I had a little scan but I don't think we got as much abuse as we did for the first launch um do you i'm not sure if people were like less yeah i mean i wonder because i mean when the monsoon bubblegum came along I, I was like, oh this is really i mean, I, th- I wonder where the, uh, a certain level the difference is um that your previous films and i think the same can be said for a lot of the kono films as well and stuff like that is that um serendipity plays such a huge part on the outcome because mm-hmm. you don't know where those light leaks will be or whether only in the case of the Kona film where the you know the the fun little markings and stuff might be you don't know where that's going to be so it for photographers who aren't looking to be necessarily surprised by every shot but actually want to adopt it more of a okay I'm going to plan out the shot and I, and I know what I want to get um yeah the tints offer a new creative avenue um uh, that it is less reliant on well it's not really reliant at all on the serendipity except for in the sense that you're not quite sure how it's going to interpret the tones um but you're appealing to a, a very different audience in some ways to the stuff where the light leaks were a more important part 
Yeah, I agree. I mean, I think with the light leaks is like obviously they're they're random, and so if you if you wanted to do it, like you'd have to shoot maybe a a couple of frames extra here and there if you wanted to make sure you got something nice, or, or so, or if you just don't care at all, it doesn't really matter, and then you get some magic back and. And that's that. But uh, yeah, the tints, I think they work good because obviously people, when they process their film, you know, they do different things to them. I mean, it's never exactly how it comes out. I mean, even the lab itself, obviously, <clears throat> is processing the image and, and making a generalization and every machine is different. But then obviously a good photographer would maybe scan himself or herself and then, you know, add effects or, you know, balance where they want to balance, uh, you know, the gray balance and so on. So it's kind of, the effects you get, I mean, the people who really kind of like process them through, I mean, the stuff is great. And this is why, is what I was kind of saying before, like we didn't, we haven't really promoted the color of the tint um, because we noticed when we were testing, like obviously lighting conditions always change um, the image, um, but also labs. So we try different labs and so on. And we're like, okay, we're getting like quite different tonal variation, you know, for the same tint. Um, I mean, there was there was always a kind of a theme, and you could always look in the deep shadows if you know if our true color was there. But we've never kind of marketed the actual color of the tint because we don't want people to be like, "Hey, why is my moonstruck not blue?" You know, because uh, you know it's it might not come out blue if you shoot you know in tungsten and you get it processed in a weird lab. You know, so but generally the results people are sharing are always like kind of solid, um, and. And just they're looking great. And I think now it's kind of, I don't know, I'm really, really happy with how this second launch went. It was just, it really kind of pushed everything. And I think it made us stand out. We have like a nice family now, the four pack. I don't, future wise, I'm not sure like if, if we're going to, we'll do more like kind of like effects, like here, like random effects, like the light leaks, you know, mm -hmm. um, that's more of a kind of love of mine and, and that's there. But, um, but going back to like the Kono films, they have they have a few with these effects, but they actually have like more and more like films that are kind of uh, like really like interesting films without uh, pre-exposed effects. Now, yeah. I mean, they've got a new black and white film coming out or come out, haven't they? Yeah, well, that's that sold out straight away. It was yeah. the monolith, and that was great. Um, I'm actually gonna I'm 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 speaking to him, but I might start carrying like some of his like like he's got the the color it for the tungsten film is stunning. Um, and he's got that ISO six film, mm -hmm. which people are like, which actually, if you shoot to ISO three, you get like really amazing tones. So, so he's got some, I mean, great stuff, which I think I'm going to hopefully start carrying. And then, yeah, so I think that's, so going back to the launch of the, the two, the bubble gum and the, um, the monsoon, they came out and there was a really nice spike. And what we noticed is then shops were really kind of like reordering uh people were kind of getting in touch if they could you know maybe distribute here and there and so on and we're like well you know i mean obviously i run everything with uber it's like you know without without him there's no double film so it's kind of a really cool it's turned out to be a kind of cool combined project but we're you know we're i think we're both feeling pretty positive about where that's going and and thinking about maybe what we could if i mean he's super busy but if i was, I was hoping to maybe release something new before the before the year is out Mm -hmm. um, oh yeah did you, did you do a, a, a bigger uh run this time you know oh yeah because... now now it's yeah now i mean we, we, we don't even talk about like the limited editions it's kind mm -hmm. of um we do like you know we we 
we kind of make them on demand if it's a big kind of store or we don't sure. have like an, a warehouse you know mm. filled with stock um but yeah yeah we, we're it's no it's no longer limited i mean this is i think i really want to keep it going and mm. it's kind of i in, yeah i mean we, i have the apps and everything and it's uh, it's obviously like i'm trying to now link it back in a little bit and try and get some of the double community i feel like the double community the double film community is bigger than my app one uh, <laughs> i, I want to try like get them back onto the onto the mobile but uh, <laughs> Adam Good luck. Tell, tell us just quickly yeah. a little bit about for those who've not yet come across the, the app just for mm. what they what they would expect because I know that you mentioned obviously it's come from your love of um film swapping but just um maybe just as a very basic this is how this works uh, on a, a digital app yeah, so I mean, well, it's it's iOS only, so you know. Oh, um, not interested then, because yeah. I have both Android. So. Um, but you know, i you know iPods, iPads lying around. There's always an i. There's always an i device somewhere. Not um, now, sir. But we, it, it's it's a really simple concept. You basically select a picture from your from your device, uh, and you it, it immediately throws it into the lab, um, and you you're left with a random single image from someone else that comes into the lab and it automatically creates a double exposure between you and that person and it shows you their username and if you don't like it you just tap a button called redouble and you just redouble redouble until you find a kind of a cool match with your picture and you can obviously then select another one of your pictures and then once you're happy you publish it to your profile and you've be- and then the person who you've doubled with gets a notification that you know oh adam just doubled with you um uh, hang on a second. Sorry, I so just got. So it becomes a merged just, photo from yeah. your own and other um, other people who are using the app anywhere else in the world, basically. Yes, exactly, okay. and uh, and yeah, and that's that's the that's the core the core concept Fantastic. of it, really. So it's just a way of kind of creating images with other people, mm-hmm. um, and it sounds like a little bit weird, but once you get into it, it's it's really addictive, especially the sort of like redoubling process and mm-hmm. trying to find a match or. You know, and then obviously people can like like your pictures and follow you and so on. And and when you check uh, pictures in Discover, you just swipe mm-hmm. and you see the two singles, and it kind of gets people like inspired, you know, to do something different with with pictures that they have, yeah, like already on their device. And mm-hmm. the idea with the analog community is, I mean, you can actually obviously import your analog pictures. There's no reason. I mean, there's no reason why you can't mm-hmm. if they're on your device. Um, and the cool feature is I could go to, let's say, Rachel, I go to your profile and yep. and just and tap double with me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when I'm in the lab, it's just me and you making pictures together. It's not Ooh. random people from around the world, but it still like picks your pictures randomly. But it's um, it's uh, it's just like me and you. So if, if yeah. for example, Sunny16 had a profile on double i could be like mm-hmm. hey i'm gonna go and double with sunny 16 and just make doubles with you guys only yeah. you know it's so it's it's kind of a, it's quite a cool way of doing like you know collaborations little mini collaborations yeah 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 so and cool. the the goal is the goal was really like you know artists could be like if you're a sort of musician maybe like mm-hmm. kind of creative one that you could have a profile and be like hey come and make pictures with me on my mm-hmm. on double and and maybe you know and i don't know there's a lot of kind of opportunities but i'm not really the best when it comes to sort of you know big brand marketing mm-hmm, and sort mm-hmm. of closing those deals so it was always the <laughs> what i think really like to make it grow 
uh, I think it needs to be with someone who's, you know, really good, who's really connected with ad agencies or music labels and so on. And, and, and um, I imagine somebody who's also really, really good at negotiating copyright laws because when you've got two people uh, images going into one creative work, that must be a minefield if anybody then wants to share and commercialize it afterwards. Yeah, well, I mean, it's actually, it's not as bad as it, as it might seem i mean we have like our terms are basically the pictures are we don't own any of the pictures on double uh, we mm-hmm. can use them for our own marketing but two users own the they equally own the the double mm-hmm. so one needs to obviously ask permission from the other if they want to commercialize it in any way but um sure. if you were to do a collaboration it'd be quite easy you just add new terms you know to that one profile yeah. and, and just keep going but um and then also now, I don't know if you, I mean, it's, I think people are like giving less of a shit about stuff like this. And I, I know it sounds a bit crazy to say that in like the GDPR age and the, the privacy stuff. But if you look at, um, oh, what's that really new, that, that cool stock library, which is all free pictures you can just use. Shutterstock, uh, is it? No, Unsplash. Okay. You know, okay Unsplash. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like people just sharing like the most amazing pictures and it's free to do whatever, whenever. You know, and more and more people are just pounding images onto this platform and you can just you can do whatever you want with them. And they're really good quality stuff. And and people are like mashing them up and making some cool things. So it's like I think there is a sort of wave of, you know, some people are really obviously professional photographers who obviously don't want to go down that road. And then more people who are just up for whatever. Um, Mm -hmm. Um, destroying the stock industry one chunk at a time um <laughs> i mean obviously the, the question that has to be asked with regards to this and i'm sure you've probably not heard this one before when is it coming to android oh man the Do- problem is is uh, tech is 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 just so expensive mm-hmm. um and i'm not a developer so i'm non-tech obviously and i'm just I mean, we're, we're, you know, I don't know how many updates behind. Since we launched Double, we're, you know, there's been probably one, at least one new iOS. Mm-hmm. Uh, all the libraries that you use for the app are updated all the time. And really, you need such a, a huge amount of money and a, such a big team to just to make basic product work mm-hmm. on mobile that Android is like, oh, unless, it, unless we apes, can get a huge apetic. investment. He he runs the film lab. I don't know if you've come across him um, yourself, yeah. Adam. Yeah, and and yeah, yeah he yeah because I, I I'm in the same thing. I was like, right, okay, I'll back it for you know beta test and what have you. Um, but he's obviously been doing it as iOS, but also trying to make it work Android as well. And obviously, mm-hmm. with there being so many different types and different kinds of phones and all, all sorts of things, um, I can sense that. There have been a lot of difficulties. I can see where the difficulties must be in yeah. trying to in trying to do that. But uh, I mean, but yeah, yeah, yeah. That was my naivety when I went into the game. I mean, I, I just you know when you have an idea for something, you obsess about it and you yeah. just have to make it come out at all costs. And this is what I did. And you know the result was a, a great product that was like you know because the mo- you know which was built beautifully, but the back end was like maybe it could have been better and so on. And then when I started to really, uh, you know, I went to a tech accelerator called Ignite in Newcastle uh, for three months and started to work on the product a bit more in detail. And then I realized the the mammoth task ahead. And it wasn't like, it wasn't like I'm giving up, but it's like, I think the only way you can make this work is really to raise these huge amounts of money. And then you're at the mercy of, I don't know, some VC and pressure of growth, high growth, the fastest growth humanly possible. And it's just not really my, my, I love the product and, 
you know, I think there's huge potential, but I, ultimately, I think another team will have to just take it on. Well, uh, seeing as, you know, once again, the whole digital world seems to be just against us. Um, so let's move back to the film. <laughs> yeah, because back that's to the, so much. It's, it's been so much less dramatic, this, the double film. This is why it's kind of, you know, the, the product's just going to, I think, just keep going because it's just been, it's been so much fun doing it uh, and shooting. Also, I'm shooting a lot more, obviously, now than I was mm -hmm. uh, before we started the project. Um, and, so, and just seeing people share stuff and, and liking it. So, tell you said you, you are hoping that you might be able to get a new film out at the end of this year. You've clearly got ideas in your head. Can you give us some indication of which way you're leaning with your ideas? Do you have a plan? Yeah, I mean, I've... I mean, we have. I mean, we have tested a lot of tints. So, in terms of color, I think there's there's at least an option for at least one, one or two more before people might just get like, okay, easy now with the tints, you know. Um, but uh, I really want to. I really want to try uh, black and white mm -hmm. and um, and see what we can do with that. But not like nothing cheesy. Um, just something solid, like a really nice black and white double film would be great. And I'm not too sure. Um, I don't know. I don't, don't know how much to say because there are, like, you know, there are. We obviously do have. I mean, we have competition, but you know, we're all super happy and friendly in the analog world. But yeah. you know, I, I guess <laughs> other people could theoretically go off and maybe start playing with ideas. I don't want to say too much, but I, no, I mean, sure. I would like to be in the um, in the black and white game. But Uwe, which you guys should definitely speak to uh, sometime. He's he's got so many projects on the go and I, I you know if if he, if he has time if we can squeeze it in then great otherwise it might need to need to waste but there <laughs> so the he's other... your collaborative partner at, at Kono is that right and it's K-O-N-O yeah, yeah. is that K -O right well it's actually the reanimated film and, okay and yeah he's got the you know the branded film Kono that comes out under this um and yeah so uh, you know we it's it's mentioned on the on the film that it's mm -hmm. it's powered by Kono and, and so on so he produces the films for me. I mean, uh, you know, it's, and it's it's like a perfect collaboration. I mean, like I said, we knew each other back in the day from low modes. It sort of happened really organically. Um, so with the films, how much of the um, alterations that you're making, because you're, you're using, as you said, a stock off-the-shelf film that's readily available and then changing them to do what you want, how much of this is done... Um, through technological means how much of it is done through chemical means um or is it all digital uh, manipulation it's it's all it's uh it's as far as i know right because i actually uh, will not share anything any images of his machinery or anything like this um <laughs> to me and I'm, I'm welcome to go over to to his place and he'll let me he'll let me you know check out all his machines he'll probably then use something to wipe my memory afterwards but um <laughs> he uh he as far as i know it's a digital process yeah um to there's no there's definitely we're not doing any rem jetting or anything like this so yeah. he's he's done this in the past for some of his products uh and he's able to do all this sort of stuff but it's just that is an absolute nightmare um but no no he, this is a fully digital process so it's it's each film is is basically you know uh, run through uh, the reanimated machine that he has, um, and and then it's you know we just sticker it over you know we're we're honest about it you know when we send orders out we say you know this is this is color stock that we've altered and then we put a sticker over it we we so far we've had no one <laughs> kind of name and shame us on social media or anything like that. 
pulling the sticker off and going, look, it's Kodak, you know, underneath. Because obviously when you get it developed, it says Kodak on the actual leg and so on. So we use Kodak stock because for us, at least, it's like the best that that I think we could get and still keep the price manageable. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, We could obviously use Portra, but then it would be like uh, 30 euros a roll for a double film and people would just (laughs) go go totally mental but um no no it's you might get some um some nasty comments Adam. yeah, yeah. <laughs> that would be a shake be a shock <laughs> no, i actually when we did a collaboration with um japan camera hunter and where, where he featured our films and we said you know the the best you know the best if you comment about what you would do with the film and we'll send you like the four pack of all four different types and i said to like i said to bellamy how about we just do like like the worst comment the most negative hate you know (laughs) negative comment you have full of hatred wins and he's like why are you trying to feed this i'm like because i love it i want the lamography this is what's been bred into me yeah um but you know it's uh i I mean it's worked out good and what we have i mean what i've noticed a lot i think maybe it's just because younger people share on instagram i'm not sure but it seems like the younger people just don't are so much more like into trying things Mm-hmm. you know they're just they i mean the price is obviously it's higher than most films for sure but you know it's um the process involved is like it's super time consuming and it's it would just not make any sense to like sell it cheap you know mm-hmm. um so obviously the price is a bit of a hindrance for some people but what we notice like the young people just go for it and i'm noticing young people just like consuming it more you know it's it seems like that's our, our sort of uh, our sort of market, maybe. I'm not sure. I mean, older people I maybe have a project in mind. So some mm. people just go online, just order maybe four or five of one type, and you obviously know that they're just off to do something with that one film. Something you know? specific, yeah, um, specific project, yeah. Yeah, <clears throat> which is great. And, um, yeah, it's just really kind of working out good. It was interesting. Um, Analog Wonderland shared their first blog post. Uh, I think last night actually was you know talking about the f- their first month of business and how it's all gone and sort of the ups and the downs. And um, one of the most noticeable things that they said was that Double Film is outselling Fujifilm on their website, which is quite a claim to fame. I hope you're going to have that front and center on your website yeah. soon. More, but um, for you guys as a small business, or for you as a small business. How is it coping with this increased popularity? What what are the you know the the issues that you're hitting now? Double is becoming a more widely known product that more people are after. Well, at the moment it's manageable. So, like because of the process of making the film, there's only there's obviously a certain peak that we can we can produce before it gets to the point where we would need to expand the machinery that mm-hmm. uh, Uber's built uh, and, and set up maybe a second unit and, and hire someone. At the moment, he can handle production as well as, you know, his other projects and his own film range. Um, and I think that's, I mean, we have a kind of pencil limit of maybe, I think it's 4,000 a month. Mm-hmm. Four, he said four to 6,000, he could probably go. And we're sort of, you know, he- going up, you know, we're not hitting these numbers yet, but you know, it, mm. it, the, the growth since we launched the other two is kind of heading, heading that way. And I think that's going to be the main, the main problem, the main barrier for us. The other one is obviously, I mean, it's a, I have other projects as well. I mean, I'm, it's, I'm not just full time sort of bubble. Um, and you know, for me, it's also uh, really time consuming to, to get this, you know, to get orders fulfilled and stuff like this. Um, 
Are these other other analog um, projects or jobs, or um, do you mean just life in general? (laughs) Well, there's there's life ones, uh, Mm -hmm. which you know you can never put a pause to. But then I I actually uh, last year I launched. It's going to sound completely different to what we've been discussing, but I launched a a website called StopUsingPlastic.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and we I, ironic off. for an ex-lomography employee. <laughs> I, I incredible. You know what? That was the worst thing about working at Lomography was seeing all these thousands of Diana cameras going out to clients that were never going to use them, and they're never going to like. They're always going to be around for thousands of years. <laughs> there's going to be um, a whale choking on those sometimes. Yeah, there's definitely there's definitely a Diana mini or two in a dolphin. You know, it's so sad and. Um, and I did hate it at the time, you know, I'm not, I'm not like, I'm, you know, anyway, whatever. So we started, we started, we launched the bamboo toothbrushes. Mm-hmm. Um, it started off as again, a little bit organically, and then it, that's kind of growing at the same time. And it's a project I'm, it's, I'm really like, uh, I want to dedicate time to alongside double as, as mm-hmm. a whole, the apps and, and the film. So, so time is obviously super difficult. And then, you know, I've got three kids and a dog and it's like, <laughs> they take up a lot of time. Uh, they're not like quite ready to start packaging orders for me yet and, and doing like you know <laughs> no don't believe that get them started <laughs> three years old they'll be, be fine no problem at all no but I think I guess for us like growing uh, going back to the question it would just be I mean obviously stock like as long as there's stock available for us to to tint then then it should be okay and and then it's just a question of machinery I mean obviously you know we we a lot of you know, the analog community is so demanding, you know, people are like, I want it in 120 film and I want it, you know, large format. <laughs> it's like, okay, but you know, <laughs> I mean, you saw how long it took for Anya just to get their film out, you know, with a hugely successful campaign. It's like, it's like hard, it's hard to do this stuff. And so, so I, think, I shot like, my first roll of uh, Ferrania actually, my P30 this uh, how, this week. How was it? I haven't processed it yet. <laughs> get back to us in six months. Uh, yes, yeah. I will let you know. So, I mean, well, so, I, I actually, I mean, that's something I want to ask you about. I mean, I, I, as you said, I know these things are difficult. And uh, to my un- best of my understanding, um, Uwe over at Kono um, isn't, isn't doing anything other than 35 millimeter at the moment. But I'm sure this must be conversations that you've had. Is it a point... Do you see 120 and 4x5 as a thing that, yeah, we would like to work towards? Or realistically, is the um, is the processes that would need to be made created to make that happen just never likely to be a thing? I mean, I would imagine particularly with 4x5. Uh, yeah, yeah. I think I think with, you know, like large format, um, I think it's out. Because I think especially large format photographers really are into like just their hardcore precision and they're not going to want like, you know, tinted you, films you and so on. You say that though, but I mean, with the with the recent introduction of the cheaper cameras from people um, like Intrepid and... Um, Chroma. 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 Thank you, Rex. That was Steve. the word I was reaching yeah. for. Yes, these Chroma. <laughs> bringing the price down. And, and also, you know, the, the 4x5 pinholes. I mean, I, I think that audience is growing. But that said... I would imagine that this you'd have to literally do it sheet by sheet by sheet. So I can't imagine that the process of creating the film. Yeah, yeah. I mean, easy. I think I think Uwe, if if he heard me even discuss four by five, he would just <laughs> fly over from Vienna and just punch me in the face. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, but one, I mean, one. Tw- I was actually discussing. Uh, we have been discussing one twenty. The problem with one twenty is is well, it's two. I think stock might be hard to get hold of. To be honest. Mm-hmm. Like decent, you know, afford that could yeah. keep the price manageable. 
And the other problem we're having is the paper backing. You know, um, it's you just can't find it anymore. And Uber's uh, always always working on a lot of things. I know he's always keeping sort of all options open. But we've actually been discussing one twenty. We 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 were saying, you know, at the moment we've got four types of double film, which is like quite amazing considering we we launched late October as a kind of small collab, and now you know it's only like mid June, and we've already got. Four or products out so i think we need to also like chill out and just you know fine-tune a little bit mm-hmm. kind of position a bit and make sure that you know resellers are happy and they've got good you know stuff for their shops so they it can show, on... show what the films do and yeah. you know it's more of a maybe just uh, you know just see because now now there's always a delayed effect obviously when you launch film is people get their films in then they maybe develop you know you're going to maybe sit on that Ferrania for one or two weeks before you have a time to develop it and mm-hmm. then share it and so on so it's cool to see stuff like trickle in mm-hmm. uh and then I think what we might do just as a short-term thing is we'll, we'll hopefully be able to release like a four pack so to people could try all four maybe at a slightly reduced price mm-hmm. uh, and then work on packaging for this and and just kind of like just chill out a bit because you know obviously every time you launch something you get a spike and it's great but i think i wouldn't want to just launch stuff for the sake of it and it would just have to be like really nicely thought off and tested and and so on and that that also takes time like the testing part i think me and i think we started it was probably like 10 months of work before we launched the first two films um so it's a lot of time of, of testing back and forth and so on you mm-hmm. know it takes that's that's the part then once it's done it's we can just replicate it that's great yeah i mean well it, it's what i particularly like is now that the fact that for, for as i said earlier the fact that the range of films that double now has uh, is more encompassing to different styles of photographers like i said because to be honest for me personally the the ones before with the light leaks and stuff like that I, I was never drawn to just because the idea of relying on serendipities. It's, I mean, I mean, yeah, obviously I still do that, but, but going in and going, well, I'm, I'm going to actually double down on the fact that I don't know what I'm going to get wasn't for me personally, but these new tints really do work for me. And it's nice that you've now got something which really does appeal to, to both sides of things. Um, and I also like the fact that it's far easier now for people to, you've got your shop on your website that people can go to and get your stuff from directly but also it's becoming more widely available through mm. not just online stores like analog wonderland but also physical stores like the photographer's gallery and stuff like that so people yeah. can go and just dip in try your film alongside other people's film that they might be more familiar with and comfortable with and and, and try it out and, and i think that's going to be the way forward because i i these special effects films like yours and the reanimated stuff I, I suppose it's unlikely for many people that they are going to be their long-term staple. They will be a thing that they will use for certain, you know, certain projects, for certain things. But um, but having that availability there so that they can be, just become part of our palette of films is um, fantastic. Um, where is the best place for people to go? Because people, I appreciate people might be listening to this who have never seen images shot with double film before. Where is the best place for people to go to actually see a selection of of images shot on your film? I think the best is obviously Instagram. I mean, um, since since I launched Double Film, I think Instagram has, has become, like, the best way for me to, like, work and communicate. And um, 
it's quite like I kind of I mean obviously Instagram's owned by Facebook, but the the, the Facebook I I, mean, I got the I got the um the handle just to book it, you know, double film uh on Facebook. But I was like, I I'm just gonna just keep the handle. I just can't be bothered with Facebook anymore. It's like, you know. And what's getting quite frustrating now is like more and more well, I mean, we're we're I don't think we're even on a hundred likes, but I get whenever I get a notification, oh this person has like double film, I'm like, oh, shit <laughs> now i've got to put some effort into double film well, I'll, I'll change the, the profile picture was like an awful like hold you know just a holding image of just I don't know, a canister of film or something and i was like oh i better put a better picture on a better <laughs> banner and like now i'm starting to like share stuff here and there but i just really can't be bothered with with facebook but instagram's working great uh obviously we ask people to tag you know double film if they can and and, and a lot of people are naturally just doing that and we get to see cool stuff. And then I just, whenever I can just feature like uh, an image, or I try and feature like one or one a day or one every couple of days. And if you want to just check hashtag double film on, on Instagram, or just go to our, our handle. Um, you'll see, um, I, the stuff is just so good. And just spell it for us again, Adam. <laughs> it's double film. So it's D U B B L E mm-hmm. film F I L M. Great. That's a bit of a harsh test for. A, I'm quite dyslexic, so we're like, "Whoa!" Got a bit nervous there. You did um, it. You do it. Well done. The coffee helped. Yes. Yeah? <laughs> hey, I can always spell after a coffee. Um, yes. you feature a lot of beautiful work by people who are shooting using your films. Are Are there any? I, I, mean, I realise dropping you on this from nowhere. Are there any um, Instagram users who routinely use your stuff that you maybe say, "Oh, check this photographer out if you really want to see somebody using it well." Um, or Or is the best plan just to go to your Instagram feed? Just Just go to ours because we uh, very rarely do I feature stuff from my own sort of uh, library of testing films. I think uh, since we launched, maybe only one or two of the pictures come from me. Uh, and that's that's uncredited. So you, if there's no credit, it means it's mine. <laughs> and all the, all the others, all the others, uh, I've tagged everyone. And there are people that have, you know, I remember once I just went to one profile, and the last six of her photos were all double film. I mean, I can't remember the handles offhand, um, but it's just I think we hit five hundred, like five hundred hashtags double film the other day, which is like I think really cool. You know, considering really the spike happened, you know, in March. You know, from March onwards, it's really, really decent. Um, and I'm just, the engagement is just really high. Like, um, you know, we just post a picture and it just really gets, you know, a lot of likes and, and people are messaging a lot and then shops are kind of getting in touch and so on. But for like going back to what you were saying about the 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 stores, you know, for me, it's like getting the shops in is always the best, like mm. validation and and so on. And then when they start to reorder as well, obviously that's the key. Um, so I really want to support the shops more and, and try and push because obviously the, my online orders come from all over the world and it's a bit like it's obviously expensive for, for them to pay shipping uh, on top of the film. So I'm really trying to find like make sure that we're covered in. We're now in like t- around 20 countries um, and I think around 30 stores. So would um, you say that if, if, if you uh, have a local photography store that isn't currently stocking double film, Go in and ask for it by name and get them to get in touch with Adam. Does that sound like a good idea to you, Adam? Well, for me, it's a fantastic idea. <laughs> then, I mean, we obviously, you have different types of shops and I'm not going to name names, but oh, when I, name be- before, I can't, it's too like, we're too, we're too small an industry to start naming and shaming. But before we, when me and Ulver were pretty close to launching uh, the first two double films, I was in London, um, I think I I was trying to sort out my house or whatever. And then um, I, I, I went to a store, which is 
near Pimlico. <laughs> that's what I'm going to say. <laughs> that my dad had recommended because he just got rid of all of his equipment uh, to this shop. And he's like, you should go there with the film. They'll take it for sure. And I went, I went down there and I was like, oh, yeah, we've got these films. And it was like an old dude. And he was like, no, 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 there's no future in this. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, oh, man, like, I just don't need a knockback right now. First uh. of all, I'm in London, which sucks. <laughs> and I just walked like 45 minutes to get there in, in the sort of shitty rain you get sometimes in London. You know, it's kind of like not rain, but rain. And uh, and then I was like, OK. And then on the way back, I was like, I'll just stop by the photographer's gallery and just say hi to John, because obviously yeah. I know him from Lomo. He's like, I love it. I'll take it. <laughs> And, and uh, I was like, ah, oh, I'm back, feeling good again. So, yeah, that's so great. Well, John, if John is listening, John is a legend at the Photographer's Gallery. He really cheered me up and, and, and felt made me feel like this is going to work. And the other uh, guy, then, uh, what would you say, Cadden the Bounder? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure he said some other things, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> that'll do. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, no, I'm not going to say anything because, you know... Uh, you know, maybe he's right. Maybe, maybe once once we we sell, I don't know. Maybe it's suddenly in a week, no one's ever going to order double film again, and then he can be like, "Told you." I don't <laughs> um, think that's going to happen at all. But and, and, and there was really another. Excited. Sorry, there was another cool story when I was in when I was in uh, Thailand. Actually, we were well, I was in Bangkok, and me and my partner, we were just. Um, I don't know if you've been to Bangkok, but you can get the the, the river boats, which is super fast way to get around town. And we're walking along this the canal. Uh, actually, I don't even know. If it must be a river. <laughs> uh, it's a river. And there's like there was this tiny boutique just on the right as we're walking down. And I just spotted some lamography film. So I just went in and said hi. We knew some people in common, you know, through lamography. And then I just told him about double film, and he was like, "Oh, have you got some with you? I'll buy it now. I'll buy it now." People love new stuff in in Thailand. And I was like, "Oh." No, I just have like two roles that I'm going to shoot. Um, and we stayed in touch. And he's like, he's just ordered like so many films and he's just selling it like crazy in, uh, in Thailand. And people are just absolutely loving it. And this just came from a sort of random mm. small encounter where I never would have thought it would work in Thailand. But it's mm. like, you know, because it's quite, it's, you know, it's a bit more expensive than normal film. So, so that was cool. And it's, uh, yeah, so pushing people to stores. So if people message on, I can just say, you know, just, Go and get it in person in this shop or maybe online from them is cheaper for shipping and so on. So, yeah, shops, shops, shops. <laughs> awesome. Um, well, I think that's fantastic. We're going to need to take a break now, um, after which I have no idea who's going to come back. It'll be a yeah. selection of people. Um, thank you so much for filling us in on everything that's going on at Double Adam. Um, and well do, done as do, well. You know, it's, it's uh, not an easy undertaking bringing something like that to uh, market, is it? <laughs> No, but it's it's been fun. Do Good. you have um, a, like a mailing list or anything like that that people can sign up to who you want to be kept abreast of um, developments, particularly as you were saying about the potential of new films coming out in the future? Uh, yeah, on I think on double if you go to doublefilm.com, you get a pop up for a um, to join a mailing list. Um, Listeners, check it out. If you haven't already seen Double Film stuff, do give it a look. You know, it's not going to be for everything, and not everything has to be for you. But if it isn't for you, 
uh, just accept that it is for other people. Uh, remember, and somebody else that you know may like it, so exactly. you can always pass it on, right? Shoot film, be nice. Um, yeah. And I know Aid has recently bought some of the, uh, which was the one um, Monsoon, I think, wasn't it? That Monsoon, Aid? Monsoon, yeah. So I'm very much looking forward to seeing how it gets on with that, and I can't wait till I can try some of this stuff out as well. Because um, yeah, I, I think the tones are absolutely beautiful, and um, I'm really excited to try out. Right, we will take a break and be back soon. Bye. And we're back, and it's all three of us back, so that's pretty good. Um, we have got some news this week, uh, lots of exciting news going on this week. But first of all, we want to talk about your exciting news, Rach. What have Ooh. you been doing, you little celeb? <laughs> celeb well it was a bit of a weird experience I have to say um because I um was as you know I went away for uh, a couple of weeks for work and what have you and I was there at the airport and then realized that actually it was my my face um looking back at me from a magazine in the um in WH Smith <laughs> in the airport um and uh, it's actually in a professional photo magazine issue 146 so if anybody um happens to uh, know where that's stocked then um you should go and pick up a copy or at least have a little uh, thumb through to page 12 because <laughs> it's me um with rosie um the caravan and a uh, there's also a photo there of um myself with uh, with steve lloyd's um chroma camera up on the roof in, in birmingham um basically it's part of their um uh, their feature on uh ways to make fine art really pay <laughs> or i said as i said in my case I'm trying. <laughs> so, um, it, it, but it's, it's really nice actually, because it's my first piece of, um, you know, sort of actually published as a feature, um, on me and on my business as little vintage photography. So, uh, it's been, it's been really cool to, to do that. It was a chap called Terry Hope who works on that, who uh, rang me up and said, Oh, we really like what you're doing and interested to see, um, uh, to find out a bit more about it. So I had a, did a little interview with him and it's appeared in, in the magazine. So there we go. That's fantastic, Ray. Well, congratulations on that. That's Thank you. Um, very cool news. You mentioned in that about the fact you've got the picture of you um, up on the roof with uh, Steve's Chroma camera. Um, yes. Steve's obviously he's kickstarted his project uh, back in February, was it, Rach? I, I think it was actually. February. Yeah. yeah. Uh, very successful, and he's mm -hmm. currently away, busily working on fulfilling that. Um, but there has been a new Kickstarter launched yesterday uh we mentioned it on last week's show and it's been mentioned before um hamish gill friend of the show uh lovely little caterpillar that he is um <laughs> it was supposed to go live last friday but uh because because of kickstarter things taking a bit longer than he'd anticipated it actually went live yesterday um and i am absolutely he's now a delighted. millionaire it's not, I mean, it's going a so well. <laughs> Within less than three hours, the project was fully funded. Um, we has now been going for less than two, less than one day, less than twenty-four hours, and out of his nine thousand eight hundred forty pounds goal, he's currently raised twenty-two thousand seven hundred fifty-one pounds with six hundred backers and twenty-nine days to go. Um, could not be happier about this. Uh, Hamish is a wonderful chap who has put a huge amount of thought into this project um and the reason that he wanted to make it is because he believed it would be something that would be useful to a lot of people mm -hmm. and um and again as we were talking about with your film adam 
it's not going to be something that's for everybody. Not everybody's going to need it. Not everybody's going to want it. Oh man, this product is. I, I've I've actually because I I know him as well, and I've been like, dude, can you just get this show on the road? Because I need it. <laughs> so like before I left London, I I had you know neg scanners and a lot of professional gear, but I sold everything when I moved to Barcelona as a kind of new start or whatever, and. I'm now obviously launching double film. I'm screwed because I don't have a neck scanner. So I'm relying on labs, which is obviously a bit kind of both expensive and unreliable, especially in Barcelona. Um, and I'm holding like necks to the window with oven paper behind it, taking pictures on my phone or of my Fuji, you know, just like, oh, man, I really need this tool. So as soon as it came out, I was like, I was out yesterday, like running around with the kids. I just like backed it from my, you know, from my phone and messaged him like, can I have it tomorrow? Um, <laughs> but it's, it's really cool product. And like, it's super useful. I can't believe it hasn't been done before. And I think the way it clips down the necks, you know, and keeps them nice and flat is so sweet. And it's so affordable. Yeah. Um, I mean, it just, it just makes no sense not to get it. I mean, even if you have a good neck, you just have it there. You know, if you're doing large format, stick one on have it by the yeah. window if you've got a transparency or something really cool that i mean um, that's what i use i used the he, he very kindly thank you hamish again uh sent me a beta test um version so i had the beta test version of the uh, chroma camera from steve and then the beta test version from from hamish to um to actually use it for for those large format negs um for that particular art project that is in the in the magazine so it was it was really cool to actually have a go and and try a few things out and that was still very much like a work in progress but uh, i know that he's done lots of tweaks and things since then um as well and uh yeah it sounds like it's all going to be really useful to so many people so really yeah. well done well done hamish it's yeah. awesome um the, just search for um pixelator so it's p-i-x-l dash l-a-t-r you will find plenty of stuff come up and you'll find the kickstarter on there the kickstarter page has tons of information and pictures and videos of use cases um, i was out with ronald again last night um mm -hmm. shooting and thinking oh god trying to do the deal with these negatives is going to be a pain in the neck um so i'm very excited about the fact that this will become less of a pain in the neck in the future um and as adam was saying this is a super cheap thing. The early bird ones went uh, incredibly quickly. I mean, long before I got a chance to even look at the... I think by the time I first got a chance to have a look at the Kickstarter page, it had already blitzed through its goal. Um, but even without the early bird uh, prices, it costs £32 to get hold of um, one of these pixelators, which is not very much money. Or even better, if you pledge £40, you not only get the pixelator, but you get a metal pin made by our lovely pal Mike Padua of shootfilmco.com. Um, so that, that sounds like maybe that's the thing to do, get a badge and a pixelator. Who doesn't want badges? Um, super cool. Huge congratulations. You've still got 29 days left to jump on that. Um, and as I mentioned last week, Hamish is hoping to have the turnaround done on these pretty quickly. We'll Did you to see Hamish. that? Uh, there was a, sorry, sorry to butt in, but there was a comment on Facebook, one of the film groups. So I think someone posted, obviously, the Pixelator. I can't remember if it was Hamish or, or someone else. And the first comment was like, just get a light box and a D. Newton ring glass thingy. And I was, and I was thinking... It sounds a lot more expensive than a thirty-pound pixelator, and it's like that classic cynical. 
comment just came, first came in. I was oh, like, yeah. I just wrote, mate, mate, it's 30 quid. Yeah. <laughs> I think a light box <laughs> and a Dean Newton glass is a lot more. And that's not really the point. But anyway, that was no, funny. And no, then, uh, luckily, after that, it was like millions of positive comments and, and, and fully 400% backed project or whatever it is now. So whatever. Yeah. But that's it's funny. Nobody's saying there isn't a better way to get a higher quality scanned image. Uh, but there is not a better, cheaper, easier way to do it, uh, or, or more flexible. And that's the exactly, it's, it's, especially if we can get Abe's uh, app. On yeah, the road. exactly. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, moving on from that, the next bit of news is that Cinefilm have released uh, a new product there that's going. The information is going live today. So, by the time you see this on Thursday, um, there will no doubt be plenty of places you can find out about this. Uh, they are releasing a black and white monobath, uh, which is very exciting. Have either of you guys seen this? No, nope. probably not. I guess actually, I've got the press release and nobody else has. So why would you? Bear, <laughs> so bear me one second. And you just wanted you just wanted us to say no. Yeah, like, uh, he can feel to... like the big cheese. Yeah, I am big cheese. <laughs> so yeah, um, they are releasing a new monobath called um, DF ninety six, uh, which is a developer and fixed monobath single step solution. Um, I can't. Well, I mean, this it's. A big bottle of stuff that you develop black and white film in. It's been developed with um, traditional cubic grain emulsions in mind, you know, so things like HP5 and um, Triax and stuff like that, as opposed to the more modern emulsions like Delta and Tmax. Um, and basically, just like the Pixelator, this is designed to make the process easier. So you have one solution that you need uh, that does everything. So it develops the film then it self-terminates it stops fixes you just need to wash it uh, done the end um it's going to be available from cinestillfilm.com for only 16.99 dollars uh, for one liter of reusable um and that will do it does tell me in here uh, that uh, um processes are over 16 rolls of film um uh, this um i mean you know They've got some great pictures uh, of examples on here of various different films that they've shot with it of the same thing. It all looks really good. Um, it all comes back to that thing of can you get better results by using very specific chemicals with very specific films? Almost certainly. Is this going to be a really great way of making it far easier for a lot of people to develop films? Absolutely. It's all, you know it's like an even simpler version of a C41 kit. Um so yeah, I'm I'm really excited about this. Um, it says it's you know fully archival. Uh, five minutes of washing is sufficient uh, at the end of the thing. Um, like I said, there's lots of information. Google it today. Uh, the name of the product is again um, Cinestill DF96 Monobath. Um, and if you have not yet taken the plunge into developing black and white, or if maybe you <coughs> aid. Yeah, yeah, aid. <coughs> Lazy. Um or or maybe you have and just find having the multiple bottles of chemicals around, uh, a pain in the neck, you know, things going off just aren't working for you. Look into this. Um I think it's great. Uh, monobaths have been around before, um, but I think there have been traditionally been a few problems associated with them. Uh, and, but Sydney still are working in 2018 with 2018 knowledge and technology, and um, have, you know, so they've managed to solve a lot of the problems with some of the historic ones. So, um, what do you guys think about this? Having never heard of it before now, 
<laughs> um, I'm always up for you know trying something new. It sounds good, and and anything that might make generally uh, processing more accessible to people like Aid, for example, uh, who haven't yet tried it, I think is great. Because obviously, as you know, I do workshops and um, just generally trying to get people interested or spark that first little bit of um, you know inspiration in them and excitement. So um, sometimes using things like a monobath means that that will be a nice, quick, easy way of doing that. And then it's like, well, it opens up a whole new world. Yeah, I think it's it's awesome. I mean, it just like totally sort of demystifies it. I think if mm-hmm. you want to get in at the beginning, just be like, you don't have to do this and this and this and this and this. You just like, just check it in here, wash it done. Yeah. It's like, oh, awesome. And then and- you trust to people getting excited about that and then taking that further and then investigating further. Like you said, Graham, it's not for everything and for everybody, for every purpose, but it means that it will be that starting point, right? Yeah, absolutely. And uh, there was, I can't remember what it's called now, but there was that um, film developing tank that came out last year where you just plonk in a film Mm -hmm. and it winds it all through. There's so many things that are coming out on the market now which just make it easier. And this monobath really, it's it's going to be the easiest way to develop film. Um, You know, it says in there, you just... um, it, it, it works at a range of temperatures and they they tell you how to use it and for how long to use it for the range of temperatures. Um, I don't pretend to understand any of the chemical stuff. I know that uh, going back to Hamish, he is going to have an article on 35MMC, um, which uh, Andre Dominguez um, from the Negative, Podca- Negative Positives podcast and also currently he is... Uh, What's the word I'm grasping for? He's working... Celebrating on... like a madman. Celebrating. <laughs> no, <I'm joking. laughs> um, he, he is uh, interning at Cinefilm. Cinefilm? He got Cinefilm. it. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> so he's going to be doing a write-up all about this on 35MMC. So that would be a great place to go to learn more about this. Um, and uh, yeah, just great. Like I said, if you've not developed film, black and white film before, this sounds great. Um, it sounds like it's going to be very tolerant of working within a wide latitude of temperatures. And um, I just hope that because uh, getting stuff shipped from the States is particularly a litre of chemical, not going to be an easy thing to do. So hopefully this will be appearing in stores near us. Real so it's soon. one litre. Was it $16 or £16? Uh, $16. Because at the moment, I think it's only going to be available from Cinefilm. Cine, God darn it. Um, from Cinestill.com. So $16 and it will do 16 rolls of film. Yeah, so um, it's like a dollar a roll. It's pretty cool, huh? Yeah. Like, it's pretty cheap. So yeah, um, develop for a dollar a roll, then scan it using Hamish's um, pixelator. pixelator. Perfect. Yeah, this is going to save people an awful lot of money because getting black and white film processed is more expensive than getting color stuff done. So, dude, I have since I like I was saying I kind of hinted a bit about labs in Barcelona, but I haven't even gone there with black and white yet. It's just I I can't. Even, I mean, I'm not, I don't develop my own here, so I don't, I don't even want to try black and white labs here. Well, there you go. Now you have a solution placed in front yeah. of you. So, yeah, pretty exciting news week there. Um, we have got a couple of emails, which we will just go through very quickly so I can let these two lovely people with me go. Um, the first email is from Bill Thu. Uh, that's a good surname. Thu, T-H-O-O. Um, dear Aid, Graham and Rachel, I believe, 
I believe that. And I'm not even drinking because it's the morning. I believe this may be one of those interstellar, the movie, type time paradoxes. I have been listening to the podcast from episode one, and I find myself today, June the 13th, 2018, at episode 54, which was released almost a year ago. I am therefore one year ahead, listening to podcast episodes one year behind, reaching out to you at this milestone episode when you are one year ahead, which is also my present. Mind oh my goodness. blown. Yeah, di- my dyslexic brain crumbled. <laughs> I don't know, where am I? (laughs) Being in your past, I find myself asking so many questions about the future. What is the world like in June 2018? Does the podcast still exist? What a waste of time sending this email if it doesn't. Does Rachel's third episode appearance mean anything for her podcasting future? (laughs) Will there be world peace? So many questions for a future that seems so distant and exciting. Well, I mean, you know, you'll never know. (laughs) I would like to thank Mike Gutterman's Negative Positives podcast for pointing me in your direction. Warmest regards from your past, Bill Thu, at Bill Thu on Instagram from Sydney, Australia. Uh, That's lovely. Thanks, Bill. From uh, Australia, (laughs) so it's nice to hear. Good day, Bill. Um... (laughs) That's probably why we don't get much from Australia. <clears throat> Sorry, Bill. <laughs> oh, so, that's really lovely to hear from uh, a new a new emailer as well, which yeah, is great. It certainly is. It certainly is. And um, yeah, I mean, well, the good news is Rachel's podcasting future was bright. Uh, the world peace. <laughs> oh, we're still working on that. <laughs> I've I've been led to believe that Adam's new new film coming out uh, at the end of this year will bring world peace. He's assured us <laughs> of that. That's the tint. Is yeah, world it's peace. like just a tiny bit of pressure there. But, hey, listen, you know. you know, we all work best under pressure. The <laughs> next email is from friend of the show, J.M. Golding, who writes in, Hello, Sunbeams. I always look forward to your new episodes, and I especially enjoyed your three-part Ilford tour episode, and Underexposed number three, of course. Uh, and the Cheap Shots Challenge. Thank you for featuring my photo, um, which was always the a giant pleasure. donut giant and donuts. the giant cupcake. Yeah, yeah. brilliant. I just want to let you know that July 127 day is one month away, uh, which is, of course, the 12th of July 2018, which makes sense in European. The many times of year that 127 day pops up. Uh, 127 Film Photography will again be celebrating 127 day with a special online exhibition and you and your other listeners are, as always, invited to participate. Just send one 127 format photograph taken on July the 27th to 127filmformat at gmail.com by September the 12th, 2018. That's a month longer than last time, which is good because um, I missed it by a <laughs> we day. We are hopeless. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I got my film developed one day after it was, could have gone in last time. So I'm hoping that this time, because I replaced my broken 127 camera with that brownie that I got in Liverpool, so I'm, I'm good to go. Uh so yes, that's very exciting. Um, and you can find the details at 127film.blogspot.com um, and it, yeah, it'll all be up there. Have great fun with 127 and keep up the great work. Uh, good light, J.M. Golding. Um, so thank you very much, J.M. Uh, I am. I will try and get myself organised to have my 127 brownie ready to go. Um, mm. uh, 127 double film, Adam, can we expect that sometime soon? Yes, right at the top of our priority list, actually. Uh, we're going to stop everything else and, and bring 127 back. 
Great. Or, or maybe good. just get a camera a bit like Graham's broken brownie and put some 127 in, and then we'll get the, the double film light leaks anyway. Oh, yeah, you'd love <laughs> it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, just drop uh, it in. That's the way forward. <laughs> yeah, no, no is the answer. So, well, well, never mind. I still have a roll of 127 film that Andrew Bartram gifted me uh, from when we met up. On the previous 127 day, uh, as Graham, in do Liverpool. I, Rach, as do so, I. So uh, we are oh, geared up and ready to go. We are, yeah. Well, I need to let you two go. So hang on, gonna... hang on. I have one more mention. Ooh. You didn't look at the rest of the show notes, did you? I'd gone no. past the rest of the show notes, no. or wherever okay. you put it. So it was literally just under J.M. Golding. Oh, so, yeah. uh, I see that was a mistake on my part. Oh, yeah. <laughs> miss it. Um, it was just to say a big thank you to Tim Dobbs who who got in touch um, because I saw some of his lovely lovely work on uh, I think it was on Twitter actually um, and he'd been he'd been out busy taking photos um, using some Kodak Vision um, and uh, like doing his own processing C41 processing I believe um, of some beautiful working dogs up in um, where it looks like on a moor or something um, and I just sort of said oh it looks so lovely because he'd put up a digital shot that he'd taken and also the film shot and just straight away I was like yeah that this one looks gorgeous so had a little look um talked to him about um what he was using for that and it turns out that he has a zine and he very kindly sent me the number 19 of 20 that uh, that he had published um of his zine which is home a um okay it's in Welsh um G-A-R-W how would you pronounce that in Welsh G-A-R-W. Garu Valley Walk Through the yeah. Seasons. Okay. So um, it's, and it's really beautiful. So I've just been having a look through that uh, this morning because obviously I've only just returned. So I popped into the office and picked it up um uh because it had arrived through the post for me and it really is like a walk through the seasons um with some lovely shots uh landscapes and um you know uh, general sort of like nature obviously around this particular valley um on some kodak and on some fuji we've got some velvia some ectochrome um some portrait it gives a, a real kind of like uh, feel for different film stocks and um, different seasons and it's really beautiful so I wanted to say a big thank you for sending that and um, if anybody would like to go and check out some more of his work he's on Twitter at Tim Dobbs uh, which is D-O-B-B-S photo um, and uh, thank you very much again Tim for that that's lovely awesome source um, Adam do you want to give us one more time just where people can find you on the interwebs yeah so doublefilm.com uh and then on instagram it's uh, at double film perfect nice and simple which i really like um <laughs> thank you so much for joining us uh it's a nice short show for you this week listeners but if you feel like you've you know maybe missed out perhaps go back and check some of the shows you might have missed recently because we've put out quite a lot uh maybe you haven't listened to all the offered ones go back and listen to some of them because they were pretty great or um you can go and listen to the c41 studio c41 went and chatted to kodak recently and uh, you can learn more about the way they do stuff so all sorts of good stuff out there. Um, we will be back next week with Aid. You can find us, as always, on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook at Sunny16Podcast. You can get in touch with us uh, via email at sunny16podcast at gmail.com. We are getting in some shots already for the uh, current round of the Cheap Shots Challenge, which is, of course, landscape photography. So get your cheap, cronky cameras out there and get some lovely landscape shots. And we will get out of here with, as always, the wonderful music 
from Rocha, uh, Rachel's awesome band, because Rachel needs to go and do some more music stuff now. You do. <laughs> you do. Um, yeah. Promises I should have kept, which you can find on Spotify, Amazon or iTunes. Until next week, listeners, thank you very much and goodbye. Thanks, guys. Bye-bye. Thanks.